With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Special dual podcast. We have, we have a, a, a podcast crossover event with R2C2, CC Sabathia, and me, Ryan Rucco, and a brand new podcast as part of the We Run This Station, the new athlete-led audio channel from Uninterrupted. Hold That, which is with Carlos Boozer and Nate Robinson, part one is going to be R2C2. Part two is going to be part of Hold That, so make sure you're downloaded, subscribing, listening to both Hold That and R2C2. I'm pumped to get us all together, guys. I know this is dope. Yeah, this is dope. We'll have some fun. We're yeah. in the building. <laughs> I, I didn't. I had no idea. Carlos is a diehard Yankee fan. Yeah, yeah. like he like. I'm, I'm, He's I'm, always up there at the game. Well, well, see, that's the thing. Like, <laughs> nah, you know, but it's just, it's not even just the Yankee games though. Like, I follow him on Instagram. Like, that's what I'm gonna do when I when I retire. Travel. The world. <laughs> travel. I told just no, travel, okay. So I told Booze. I told Booze. I'm like Booze. I haven't been around the world like you, but you make me feel like I'm with you. <laughs> I hit him. I'm like, bro, thank you for the pictures. Yo, like, the China, you know, the China. He's so, you know, like, yeah, he, has, bro. he has so much fun. Yeah, I, that's what I'm doing. Yeah. Traveling around and going to games and with the boys, you know what I'm saying? That's, yeah, you that's know what? what it, after after retiring from hoops, I just want to see the world. There's so much we, we don't get to do because we're always on the field, always on the court, always in the gym. And as Nate knows, I mean, we're, we're really invested father. So I'm like, let me show my sons everything. Mm-hmm. Go different. Like my, one of my sons, you know, Booms already, the mm-hmm. one he signed the jersey for. Big time baseball player and wants to yeah. see every stadium. So he got a good, he got a good swing. Yeah, too. no, yeah, yeah. He, he, yeah. I told, I, it's I, real. I, I tease Booms <laughs> all the time. I, I say, Booms, when you make it to the major leagues and I don't get ten tickets when you come to Seattle, <laughs> I'm, calling, I'm calling your daddy like, hey, hey, bro, nephew, nephew ain't giving me no tickets, but we got a problem. <laughs> How old is he? He's twelve. He's twelve. He's in the seventh grade. Wow. Yeah. He's, but he's a beast though. He's like six feet. Oh he's like goodness. 200, 240 pounds. But, he, but he's on runs. the big field, though. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Wow. He played with the high school team. Yeah. yeah. So that's oh pretty dope. Gosh, yeah. man. Where, where do you live, Carlos? I live in Miami. Oh, okay. All yeah. right. Well, yeah, and the baseball down there. Oh, they love crazy. it. The competition's yeah. crazy. Yeah. The oh basketball, too, though, right? Yeah, he hoops, too. He, he hoops, too, though. Basketball, but yeah. All of them. Not all his boys. Yeah. Baseball and football are the two main sports in Florida. Man. It's crazy. So you, like, where's the craziest place you've traveled recently since you retired? Uh, Bali, man. Yeah. Bali, it took me. It took us like 24 hours to get there, like 25 hours to get over to Bali, and then it was incredible. Just the island was it was incredible. The people were were just very humble inside. The food was great, which you know I'm a big foodie. Yeah. Food was terrific. Remember, I remember from the from the uh, from the uh, football game, the Eagles. <laughs> I had ordered everything anyway. Um, <laughs> the, food, the food was great. Uh, the scenery was. You go you go from a beach one day, you drive like two hours, and you're in the mountains with rain and snow. It was like different climates in the same. Island. Wow, that's oh crazy. Polynesian yeah. Islands, man. man. Incredible. That's yeah. I gotta get there. I could see this. This is Boozer is he is. He's living your like post baseball life. <laughs> oh right no, just traveling. Yeah. Just traveling. traveling it's and, coming. and with the boys and you know what I'm saying. And yeah. going yeah. to different sporting events. And... But yeah, for you that's gonna be basketball games. Yeah. That's yeah, what yeah. you're gonna go yeah. to. Yeah. Right? Or college football. 
Yeah, because it's so much fun though. That's why it's just so much action. The energy, just the tailgating and shit, like LSU, Alabama. You know what I'm saying? You gotta experience that. That's fun. Tailgates, man. Have you ever gone to an SEC game? Oh yeah, I've been to I've been to Baton Rouge a couple times. Really? Yeah, it's fun down there. Nice man. I go down there. They got the best food though. They got the best food. That's why they got the crawfish. They got the good. Yeah, they got the good food. And everybody is cool. You know what I'm saying? Like you go to every tent and get food. Yeah, that's lit. See, this is what I learned about CC when we used to talk like favorite road cities on the major league circuit like cc would name places you'd never think of like kansas city and you're like kansas city barbecue exactly that good food it's all based on the yeah. food man seattle's one of yeah. my favorite places yeah. too they got some good they got some good spots they got some seattle seattle got sure. some good places talking about that chicken and waffles bro yeah nate wings and waffles man yeah. y'all gotta come down man oh seattle. really uh, yeah. yeah i'm on a little spot where is it uh this on 13th and jefferson right by seattle university oh okay. nice yeah so if you guys are in seattle you listeners come on down man get some good eats nate wings and waffles i like it i'm definitely stopping there when we come in Dude, yeah, please, sure. see, yeah, sure. it's on me, man. Come What's on. What's the sandwich I had? The Nate what? The so Nate he had the special? Nate special. So I created this crazy because I, I love grilled cheese sandwiches. I don't know. I mean, it's just as a kid in me, I love oh, grilled yeah. cheese. And one day I had I had a grill. I mean, I had to make me grilled cheese, and then I had my chicken strips on the side, and I'm like. Man, this is it's missing something. So I just uh, me, I just stuffed off my chicken strips, <laughs> <laughs> my grilled cheese sandwich, and I told him I said, no, we need to make this a this need to be a meal. So I made it a basically it's like a grilled cheese chicken sandwich. It got uh, and it's bomb. onion oh, rings, man. barbecue what? sauce. Sa- oh. It got a nice, you know, nice lettuce. Yes. It's bomb. See, that's it's what bomb. Seattle food is, though. Like, it's just like a experience. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a bunch yeah. of different flavors. Like, it's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you got yeah. Pipe Place Market. You got the great fish. You got yeah. great seafood. CC it's, it's, got me the bomb. donuts from uh, the donuts Pike from Place. The Pike Place. Oh, yes. oh my yep. gosh. Donuts are bomb out there, too. We, I think man. we have some of the best donuts in the world in, in Seattle. You know what? I love that. I've been with Sue Bird to Matt's in the Market, that restaurant up there that's like in the market. It's fantastic. Stateside. You're reading that stateside? No, I gotta try it's like that. a Vietnamese spot. I've been it to stateside. I love that yeah, spot. El Gaucho is good. Gaucho's bomb. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. where Gaucho's I go. Bomb. Gaucho. Yeah. And the scenery, though. It is. It's nice. <laughs> <in there. laughs> they play good live music. Yeah, it's yeah. I like El Gaucho. Oh, no, no, no. That's, that's an important component to yeah. the restaurant. Right. Look, that's, that's, that's what my mom wants to go every birthday. I'm like, Mom, if you don't change, your, I said, we're not going there this year. Like, no, we're going to El Gaucho. So, baseball-wise... Robinson Cano was in your city yeah. for a while. Yeah. Just got dealt back here. CC, last episode, you said, Man, I don't want to think about him in a Mets uniform. Man, I want him yeah, back with sucks. us. Yeah, What'd sucks. you think about him going to the Mets? It's crazy, man. I mean, I'm happy for him because I know he wanted, you know, he wanted to be in a better situation. Yeah. Um, so I know uh he's happy. So, you know, it's it's good for him. But for me, you know, obviously I want him playing first base for us, man. I, I, I thought know. that would have been cool. So but we'll see what happens. Yeah, can he, 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 he? You think he can play over there at first? I know he did a little bit last year. Oh, yeah. I mean, Cano, uh, Robbie can play anywhere, bro. Yeah. He can play third. He can play first. He can play second. Obviously, he can still play second. Um, but I think he'd be a good first baseman. Yeah. I mean, one thousand percent. I know. I it felt like he wanted to come back here too. Oh, he wanted I, to be yeah. In this city. I mean, I don't think he ever wanted to leave. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Nobody want to leave the Yankees. I don't think he ever wanted to leave. So. Uh, getting a chance to come back to New York, I think he's excited. Isn't that a real thing though? Like when you're a free agent, if you even if there's a place you really want to be, if somebody is offering you so much more, you feel some sort of obligation. Like this is where I have to go. Like oh, this is where I have to be. I mean, you, you yeah, gotta, you gotta go. go yeah, bro. Family I mean, wise, look, family yeah. wise, you want, yeah, you gotta go. I mean, look at Corbin. He took you know uh, it was five years, a hundred, six years, one forty. You, I mean, yeah. it's not, it's no not even close. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You got to take yeah. that. I went through that, though. When I was in Cleveland early in my career, I was there for two years early. I was there when CeCe was yep. there, too. Um, I wanted to stay in Cleveland. We just got LeBron. We're on, a, we're on the rise. 
Um, they took away my third year option to make me a free agent. I had four teams offer me seventy million, when Cleveland only offered me forty. And I'm like, I gotta go. Like y'all, I'm like, I want to stay. I love Cleveland. I had a great time in Cleveland. We had an up and coming team. We had uh, LeBron. We had D Miles. We had a good squad with Big Z. Um, but then I'm like, I can't. I'm not gonna turn down double the bread. Nah. So I'm like, I, I I called the owner. I said, if you can come up even close, like if you get to like sixty or sixty two, I'll stay. They had to trade a couple of players. They didn't want to trade those players to keep me. I ended up turning into being an all star and, and a gold medalist. And they kept those. It was I renewable. Oh no. And our boy Kevin Ollie, you know, you kind of. Yeah. But, but they, if 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 y'all if you would have stayed on that team, y'all would have won probably the For sure, would have won a chip. They would have probably beat the Spurs that year. Uh, uh, chip. You know what's funny? Because he was in his prime. Oh, yeah. Yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Bulls were unstoppable. Yeah. And LeBron and was big, incredible. Big Z too. Yeah, was a monster. Y'all would have matched up good with the with the Spurs. But so like when. When you feel that obligation, right, or when you feel that, yeah. part of it's like, hey, I got to take the most money because that's the it's, smartest it's decision, about right? This, but but about it, the players after you, too. See, you know, okay, right. that's what I'm wondering. So, like, so you, you feel to, that, right? Yeah, hell yeah, you got to yeah. take it. Yeah. You have to take it because it's about the players behind you. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, I mean, it is what it is. Are you feeling like, so is your, like, union even telling you that, or is that just something you no. know? No, that's just common sense. Nah, that's common sense. Hey, look, that's common sense. Where we come from, that's you got you got to go. You got to go. You well, got to go. Well, think about it too, right? Like when you're a free agent, that deal you got with the Yankees, that sets the market then for it's, everyone who comes 100%. behind you. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, just look at the deals after with the um with the opt out. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Right. Like, yeah. like exactly. A-Rod had to opt out first. He had, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then I got Cash gave me the opt out, but then after that, everybody's contract now right. has, has that opt out. And then you yeah. renegotiate after 3 years or yeah. whatever. So it's, right. so it's just that so those those contracts kind of like set the precedent and then, you know, you go from there. So you got to you got to do it. It's so interesting cuz that's like sort of the you know, that's the, the reality of the business that sometimes as a fan you forget, right? Like, yeah, okay, one, you want to take care of your family because you have a finite amount of time that you're able to do this career. Right. Correct. And two, you also want to set a standard for all, you know, your your fellow, you know, colleagues, so to speak, right. who are so, going to be so coming after learn. you. So they right. can learn right behind you. Right. Yeah. And now, what's funny about the Carlos one is, though, like, remember the narrative at the time was yeah. like... Yeah, they were trying to make him yeah. a bad man. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you, I'm so you told about that. But, hey, Steve, yeah. I don't care what yeah. y'all say. I'm too, <laughs> I'm too the, deuce, the deuces. Yeah. Kindly. Right. right. It was like, Carlos told us he was going to resign and right. if we let yeah, him become that. a free agent. Yeah. We'd sign him, whatever. Like, and then he he screwed us. Yeah, that was the narrative. But they yeah. got to have that narrative. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, to gotta, make it seem like it wasn't face. them. Of course. Yeah, of course. So, so yeah. Let, let me walk y'all through that. So yeah. we, I, I go into a meeting with the, with the GM and the owner, Gordon Gunn and uh, Jim Paxson, my agent, Rob Palenka, and me. And we're in a meeting. And like, look, we, we want to take care of you. You've had two great seasons here. I almost made the all-star team at the second-year player. I almost got most improved. I was like on the come-up. And they were like, if we take away your, we're going to take away your option to make you a free agent. I was like, cool. And so I'm like, I'm ready to get paid. So then I'm, I'm 100% on board with staying in Cleveland. There wasn't like no handshake because that would have been illegal. There was, I couldn't do any of that. So we just had like a, like a, like a great conversation. Leave the room. Uh, it, it, comes on the, it comes on the wire, you know, ESPN or whatever. Comes on the wire that I'm a free agent, and then four teams blow up. I mean, they really blow up my agent's phone. Like, yo, we want him, we want him. It was it was Denver with the Nuggets. They ended up getting Kmart that summer. Uh, it was the Atlanta Hawks. They were like in disarray. This is before like the Joe Johnson and Jamal Crawford. Okay. Um, and then it was the Bobcats. They were like an expansion team with Bob Johnson. They just got there, and the Utah Jazz. And so, uh, for me, I called them right away. And I'm like, yo, you know, I got I got four teams offering me seventy, and I'm like, yo, for me. 
you know, I'm I'm second round pick. I'm only making five hundred grand. This is about to change my entire life. Like I'm not gonna sit here and be like, yo, I'm, I'm I want to I want to take the bread, but I rather have the money from Cleveland. Yeah. So I told him I was like, can you guys make some moves to keep me in, to keep me here? Because I want to stay. I called Bron the same way. I hit Bron. I'm like, Bron, they offered me seventy. He goes, listen, when Nike gave me a hundred million when I was eighteen, it changed my entire life. If they're not gonna do what it takes to keep you here, you gotta do what you gotta do, booze. So he he even told 100%. you to do what you got to yeah, do. I had a conversation that's with him. Dope. Yeah. A it changed player. my whole life. Yeah, brother. Yeah. But listen, and that's what I was trying to say about the Steelers when they were talking about Le'Veon Bell right. and, and Lyman started talking about when he was when he wasn't coming in to, to yeah yeah and they yeah, started yeah. talking about well he, he I don't I I do this and I do that don't start don't talk about the the contracts and the money and shit like we all on the same team right. you know what I'm saying like this right. is all for us right. Like, so of course he's LeBron's gonna say that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But we were even talking about that with Van Gundy, and he was like shocked. He was like, "That was always a thing. Like, no, no you don't get you into don't somebody else's pocket nah, publicly." Like, shit, man, yeah, I couldn't like, believe that. Like, nah, that's that's, no, that's, that's the problem good, with see, football, though. That's why they'll never be able to like get their shit together. Nah. Man, they they, they got to change that though. That's the most brutal sport, and they just do them so wrong. They, <laughs> they do them so wrong, but, wrong, but they do themselves wrong they do though. Too. You know what I'm saying? They hurt themselves, man. That shit is crazy. Now talking about like kind of like movement, Nate, you. Know what it's like to be traded. You've been traded a, a few times. Yeah, I wish I had y'all problems with yeah. these big <laughs> You wouldn't hear shit from me. I tell you that. I'm sitting here. I'm sitting here. Little boy problem. They trade me. I'm. 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 I'm always a player that's traded with other players. <laughs> I was that. I was that. Like that cool trophy. Like, oh, we want him too. Just add him in the deal. You got a deal. And I'm, I've always been that player. What was the best city you played in? New York and Chicago, and I'll say probably Golden State. Uh, Boston was fun too. Just to, you know, when you're winning, you know, yeah, you, do, yeah. you don't see all the other, you know, crap that's going around. You just, you know, enjoy. It. But uh, you know, being from the Bay, like you see, it was pretty cool to be able to play in front of my grandmother, my family, my dad, everybody from Oakland. So for me, that you know, 2012 during the lockout year, I came in with the Warriors, and it was just a different chip on my shoulder, man. It was fun. I had a blast, but you know, I've always been, you know. The guy that's been traded everywhere, and I looked at it as, and you know what, I just more opportunity for me to get fans everywhere. So that's how I looked at it when I was traded <laughs> from team to team because I was always, you know, in the trades with everybody. You know, everybody won and they Robbins oh dunk contest, oh we want him. So I'm like, all right, guess whatever, I, I play. I just want to play and, and and win and help my team. So I've been in a lot of trades, and you know, it's it's been cool. You hate leaving, you know, your 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 team, your you know your you bond relationship with your you know with your homies, and then you're up and gone like that. So. Uh, it was tough, but same. It's, it's a business, so I just looked at it like What's that. What's the toughest one? Like, what was the trade where you, like, when it happened, like, it, like... Well, the Knicks... I cried when the Knicks traded me because I remember <laughs> I got hurt, and I was in the hospital and uh, getting looked at the doctor, and then they were like, yo... Uh, the GM was like, yo, we want to we keep you, but the coach, D'Antoni, is not rocking with you. He's not going to play you. He's going to just let you ride on the bench, and he already told us. And so we don't want that, so we want to trade you somewhere that you can play and showcase what you can do, you know, because we love you here in New York. And I was like, dang, like when he told me that, like just tears just, you know, yeah. going down my face. And I'm like, dang, like I thought I was in a place where, you know, they actually wanted me, which, you know, they did. But and the fans loved you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So and then having, yeah. and then having uh, you know, the gym, you know, be honest with me like that. I was like the like, first time somebody really was being honest. And I was like, damn. So I was like, just trade me somewhere where I can play. And then no, like no bullshit. The next, the next like hour I got a call from Doc. It was like, yo, 
we want you here in, in, in Boston. I was like, word? <laughs> I was like, are you serious? And I was like, he was like, yeah, you think you come off the bench and just, you know, give us some scoring? You know, that's all you got to do. And I was like, shit, yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> so when, no, matter, no matter how many minutes you play me, you know, I'm there. So when they made the trade, it was cool because, you know, my family still stayed here in, in New York. We had a little spot in White Plains and. I would just, you know, on days off, and Doc gave, you know, gave us a couple of days off, you know, with the older guys. I would just drive up here to see my kids and my family and drive back to Boston. So it was cool. It was, it was tough, but it was, it was still fun at the same time because then I got opportunities to play with Shaq and, and uh, KG and Rondo and Paul and, 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 and Ray. So it, for me, it was just, you know, bonding the relationships and, and building them, uh, the memories, man. You, you know what's fun? Like, me and you are such big Hoops fans. Like, I feel like between, like, these guys have played with such, I mean, in addition to your own accomplished careers, you've played with such luminaries throughout, the, like, the history of this game. It's like, you just mentioned those names, and I'm just like, oh, I got to hear. Like, what's up? <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, the, the year I went to, the year I went to uh, OKC, I got traded from the Celtics with Kendra Perkins. I went to OKC. And I, you know, I was there when Russ was, you know, coming up. You had KD, yeah. you had uh, James, James Harden. Harden. They li and literally watching them practice and you know play one on one. E they play one on one every day after practice. And I was like, oh, this is the team I need to be on. Harden, Russ, I was KD. Yeah, I was like, yeah. that's like my thing too. Like you know, I was always want to play one on one because that's how you really work on your game. Yeah. Learn how to stop somebody. Learn how to score on somebody. And the guys that really are about that, you know, what I'm saying. So watching them guys play one on one every day, it was like I was like, oh yeah, this is. This is a place I need to be. So in. what is what is Russ's and KD's like? What what is their dynamic really like? Getting to be a teammate of them, like Man, seeing them. What what what's like actually their dynamic? Just watching players that want to be the best. Yeah, like you know what I'm saying. Like you you build friendships with people. You know, and and coming up like high school. Like you know, high school you you playing with your home. You want to you want to be him in everything you do. So you got to imagine you got three guys that want to be the best. Mm. So they're gonna push each other every single day. Every day, every day they come in, they want to, during scrimmages, during drills, like they were going to the point where well, I ain't missing no shots today. KD would come down, make a shot, they would just count every <laughs> shot. And I'm like, yeah. everything was a competition. Yeah. That's how you get better. That's how you get better. That's how yeah. you get better. Yeah. Everything, yeah. Three, you know? yeah. And people don't understand that, like when you have a, a group of guys that you want to compete against every day, it's only going to make you better. Mm. And, and if and it's only gonna make you closer too. Yeah, right. I think you were asking like how are how are they? Yeah, up there? yeah, yeah. Oh, think, word. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I, I mean, I think you know. I think they they competitors, but they. I mean, I think they respect each other. You yeah. know what I'm saying? They don't hate they each do. other. They, they don't just, hate they each just, other. They just talk trash, bro. Yeah. Like you talk yeah. shit to they your friends. Yeah. You love them, yeah. but yeah. it's that it's that love hate where it's like, yeah. bro, like you're on the same team, but now you're on the opposite team. Like, all right, we ain't cool because you on the other side. But you know, when it's all said and done, we still brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carlos, LeBron has this reputation as being like a demanding teammate you know mm -hmm. i'm wondering even was did he have that when he was young when you were playing with him or he developed that you think no nah, his rookie year he was a great rook man to be honest he got the donuts you know he went and got the newspapers <laughs> he got the coffees you know he did everything he had to do as, as a rook all his all his uh, responsibilities but he was just kind of taking it all in you know he we had a ricky davis was our leading scorer the year before <laughs> like ricky 20, davis ricky, Wait, the original, wait, the original, the original get buckets. He was the get bucket. He used to write that on his shoes. Get buckets. When I when I got there, he had the wristband that said get buckets. The shoes. He had the wristband that said get buckets. I remember that. I remember that. So Ricky Davis is finally getting the love he deserves. Ricky, listen, Ricky didn't matter. Ricky, Ricky could do whatever he wanted to do, but when game time came, he brought it. He brought it for us all the time. He might have one hair afro, other side braided, but he gave us buckets every every I game. I remember going to those games, yeah. man, watching him all the time.
Right. He was yeah. with the Indians. Yeah, yeah he was the Indians. Yeah. 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 And so then we get LeBron, and so LeBron was really, like, he wasn't like, I'm taking charge, I'm taking over. He was, like, taking everything in. Mm. You know, okay, this is what the NBA is. This is this is what what we do. We travel. We practice. He was a great student of the game, as, as he still is today. But he was, like, a, a, a quiet, like, he was like a Simba. Like waiting to roar, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because <laughs> his time was coming, and then when they made that trade, they, they sent Ricky. I think to Boston actually. Yeah, they did send him to Boston. Then it became it became his team right away. That was halfway through the year, and then it became Bron's team. And then obviously his second year and his third year, the next thing you know, in those six in the finals, and he just yo, it's crazy. Like, like it was just how how good he just kept getting. He's probably gonna be one of the most winningest athletes ever. Ever, I've from, never from, from from the start. But have you ever seen an athlete that's been that like celebrated that young? And has delivered like he's delivered. He's like delivered he's, in a major way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like think about somebody that's been on the cover been of like, Sports think about Illustrated Freddie at 14. Yeah, you know, I mean, where's, no offense, where's Freddie? Freddie but exactly. Right. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, but he where was that these, guy like, as a young star though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Where are these teams? Like I seen LeBron play. He was 14 years old and he was scoring 40 points. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, how much better I mean, can played, this dude get? He played right. for the Oakland Soldiers. He did summer. So I used to see him all the time at AU Circuit, and I was like, man, this kid's gonna be he's gonna be nasty. And I remember playing in a high school tournament with him. At uh, Slam Dunk to the Beach in Delaware. Delaware. And we went out there and played. And his team ended up winning the championship up there. We was one game short. But when I, I, I've never seen somebody grab somebody in the air and dunk on him. He was the first person I seen. He jumped in the air. Dude jumped. He just, he just held on to him. <laughs> <laughs> I was in there. And, you know, his mom going crazy. That's my, that's the mama right there. That's the mama right there. So, yeah, it was, like, pretty cool to watch LeBron before he emerged to the NBA yeah, yeah. and to see how his greatness now is, like, man, he he had it from the jump. That's what the I, I feel like I watched yeah. it the whole time. Yeah, like, it's got pretty cool. I to see him, like, as, in, as a high schooler, freshman, all the way through. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. You actually cool. went to some of those high school games, I didn't go right? as a, when he was a freshman. Like, I, I said, I was like, no, I'm, I'm going to watch a, a ninth grader school play. Fr- like, fuck that. <laughs> I got better shit to do it. He was a beast. And I showed up the next year, he had a triple-double. He had, like, four. 10 and like 15 or something yeah. like that. Oh, he's a beast. Crazy. That is crazy. Uh, you know, speaking of ridiculous dunks, Nate, you have some oh, incredible yeah. dunks, right? Like, I'm wondering what's the one that, like, in your mind is like always going to be the one you play first in the high re- highlight reel in your mind? What's the uh, dunk you I'll think say my about? My favorite dunk that I've ever ac- uh, completed or accomplished would be it was, it was such a hard dunk for me because I'm so small, was off the glass between the legs. Like, I, I tried to master that mm. dunk. So many times in the dunk contest, you're talking about? Nah, just like on a regular, just a regular okay. day in the gym, just with my homies, just trying dunks. Like that's where you yeah. learn how to dunk. Yes. Yeah. After when you're done hooping, you just, you know everybody's done. You just throw the ball up and you, everybody just start dunking. He said off the glass between the legs. Between the legs. You hear what he just said? Nah, dead ass, dead ass. Off that's the glass, crazy. Between well, the legs. How, what was the, how old were you when you first dunked? I was uh 14. Damn. I was like Man. five. Three. But I was about to say how five, yeah. three. It was five three? Come yeah, on. Okay. 14, you know, that that shit had to be like motherfuckers had to be like, what? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what is that? Like eighth grade freshman? Eighth what is grade, that? That's eighth crazy. Grade, but you was just an incredible athlete though. You know yeah, what I'm saying? So like, my you dad, played everything. Yeah, my dad, like I was telling Booz earlier, my dad, uh my dad is the only person in the world to ever win Orange Bowl and Rose Bowl MVPs. Oh wow. So my yeah. dad nobody's ever done it. And you know wow. what I'm saying? So that's pretty that's a great accomplishment for my family. Um, my dad played. He was one of the top baseball players in the in, in in the country back in the day when he played. He was one of the best football players, and he was top 100 in basketball. So, you know, my dad was he was a he was a big deal, man. And what he installed in me is just confidence, man. You got to believe in yourself. Like my dad believed in me more than I believed in myself, and. You know, that kind of, you know, kicked me in the butt to be like, all right, cool. My dad always called me Nate the Great from the jump, and I just believed that. So yeah. I just I just ran with it. 
That's dope. Yeah, uh, but, but like, I, I was thinking about like just just thinking about my son, like uh, just playing other sports. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. they try to put kids in the box now. Like right. you got to play one sport. You nah. So nah, I, man, I was showing him my son. My son played football, man. basketball, yeah. track, soccer, everything. Whatever. Because yeah, I want to see like what can you what be? Can like you what can you be? You don't yeah. even know. You don't even right. know yet. Like, yeah. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. You have no idea. Like I see, I got a 14 year old and he played basketball and baseball. I have no idea what he's gonna be. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But the coach is like, oh, we want him to do. I'm like, no. It's fucking basketball season. Play basketball. When it's baseball season, you play fucking baseball. Thank exactly. you, Cece. You yeah. get him when it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you yeah. get him when it's, when it's time. season. Exactly. I'm not doing none of that extra yeah, shit. Yeah, 100 see. fucking baseball yeah. games. Yeah, all yeah, that. No, we're not no. doing none of that see, extra shit, bro. I appreciate shit, guys like you, Cece, no. because... Because it makes you a better athlete. Yeah, it 100%. does. It, it does. Because they be like, oh, your son can come play flag uh, seven on seven. No. no. It's basketball season now. He's so now, yeah. you know, football's, you know, we got one couple more tournaments. Yeah. My son is playing in the uh, Hall of Fame Youth football game in uh, in Ohio in Canton. Uh, oh, okay. The Hall of Fame. Randy Moss. I just saw some highlights of his son. How old is he? Fourteen. Oh, okay. Fourteen. Yeah. Right. So he's, he's a beast. Yeah, my nice. son's a beast, and you know, he he gets opportunity, you know, to showcase what he can do in front of, you know, Hall of Fame. Hall of Famers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I I never got that really opportunity at fourteen years old. So you yeah. know what I'm saying? So now he's you know kind of ahead of the curve and. Hopefully he can stay there. But see, that's so true. Like, you guys are all accomplished athletes, and you all have the same philosophy with this, right? Like, no, no, play as many sports as you can. It's amazing how many coaches don't get that, because I feel like most athletes share exactly what you're saying. Like, it's important to be playing multiple sports. Also, like, I feel like it also helps you to not get worn down, both physically and mentally, to have some other things going on. Like, yeah, could you imagine playing one sport? It keeps your interest like, oh, going. Man, like, me, right. like, with me, it, it was tough. Like, when I gave up football, it was hard for me to give up football. But when I did and I got to play basketball, I was like, man, I wonder how good I could have been if I would have just played basketball my whole life. But then I probably wouldn't be as good because I didn't would, play football. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah, but your yeah. football helps you. Yeah. Helps like when basketball. I'm on the mound, I feel like a, a football player. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like that. Like my mentality turns into like a, you know what I'm saying? Like and we see that beast. every now and again when every, you throw inside on someone when the football <laughs> player comes out. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I can play baseball. Hitting the pitch a hundred miles an hour. Nah, I'm good. That might be the one sport you can. By the way, we have a special crossover podcast event here with R2C2 and the Hold That Podcast, yeah. which is part of the We Run This Station, the new athlete-led audio channel from Uninterrupted. Part one taking place on R2C2. Part two on Hold That. So thank you for listening to part one. For those of you who have been listening on R2C2, now we have part two on Hold That. And of course, That's a lot. subscribe, no. rate, <laughs> review. Yeah, you're yeah. good, right? You're good, Why you thinking about part that's why I'm here. It just be me and booze. <laughs> <laughs>